for tuning in to Overcomers Church podcast today. We hope these messages encourage, build, and strengthen your walk in the Lord. Enjoy the message. Even as uh, we've been talking on, uh, we've been continuing the series on uh, the bait of Satan, and we've been talking about offense. Um, Today is the the final uh, part of this series that we've been doing. Um, It's amazing how God works because I was preparing for this uh, from, uh, I was asking God during the week, God, what exactly is bait of Satan offense, but what exactly do you want to talk through me? And uh, it's amazing how God aligned things um, that flowed from the very beginning of this service, even from the very time of the prayer, the pre-service prayer. And uh, Pastor Mitch shared about uh, being in his presence. And uh, yesterday, the leaders, we got together, we had a leadership meeting uh, to plan for the service and all that. And uh, I had in my points about uh, different things that were spoken in that meeting. And then this morning, and then all the prophetic words that were declared here um, about going deeper in his presence, about uh, Kayla shared about God fighting the battle, and uh, Tiani spoke about surrender. Uh, and all those things, <coughs> excuse, excuse me, um, my throat's playing up a little bit, but uh, <laughs> excuse me if I'm not very clear. Yeah, I brought my water because uh, I knew my throat's playing up. So um, from, from the very beginning of uh, this service, uh, there's a smooth flow of his spirit. And I, I believe that God wants to deliver each and every one of us in this room. Uh, he's doing something amazing. Okay, and we've been we've been hearing about offense. We've been he- learning about uh, how to overcome offense. And uh, just to um, come to the to, to conclude this, uh, just want to tell you, like when we say the word offense, sometimes the first reaction that is, I'm not offended. I don't have any offense in my life. Uh, offense? No, that's not an issue for me. But I know so many others who have this issue. Okay, and uh, sometimes when when uh, Pastor Mitch or Julian and when they were doing this uh, series, sometimes you would have been thinking, preach it. Somebody here needs to hear this, and I know a person here who needs to get this. But you know what? It is for me. It is for you. It's for all of us in this room. Because if we say that we have not been offended, we are lying. Every single person in this room has got offended at some point in your life. And do you think that you've dealt with all the offense? Do you think that you've dealt with everything 100%? If you have, if you have got your heart right completely with God and you have dealt with everything, you have no worries with any person, guess what? If you've dealt with one person, there's many more others who will offend you. As long as you live here on the earth, I know, I know it's not a nice thing to hear, but where you, you deal with people on a daily basis. So the chance for you to get offended is obviously very high. You deal with broken people. You are a broken person. You are an unfinished person. And God is still working in your life, and so is God dealing with all the others, and then you go out there, you work with, you work with unsaved people, you, you do things with them, and then, oh my gosh, this is worse, this is getting worse. Why? 
So if you think that first, before I start sharing on anything else, if you think that offense is not for you, that this series is not for you, that you don't have offense, I want to first break that mindset. I want to first confront that mindset that each and every one of us, we have, to, we have areas of offense that we need to deal with. And uh, <clears throat> I've been reading a lot about David and so many scripture verses today were about David and um, I've, uh, after I learned, like when I started preparing for this, um, I was reading and studying the life of David. Um, and David and Saul were very, very different people. Very, very different. Both were kings. Both were kings of Israel. Um, David was the successor after Saul to the throne but very, very different people. And I just want to teach you something uh, about offense from the lives of Saul and from the, lives of, uh, from the life of David. Now, offense, when you talk about offense, first of all, I want to tell you, offense is a dream killer. Why do I say that? See, every single one of us, we have a dream. We have things that God has put into our heart that we need to do. We have things that we hope for, that we desire. Each and every one of us have a dream. But offense is the bait of Satan that is used to kill those dreams, to abort those dreams. And I'll show you why. Offense will tell you that you have a right to get angry, that you have a right to be offended. Now, somebody hurts you. Someone comes and says something to you. And, oh, my gosh. <laughs> when you are offended, I, I know I'm talking with experience of myself. When, when I get offended with someone, sometimes if it's, see, if it's a family member, you shout back at them. If it's somebody outside, you can't shout back at them. If it's your husband, you'll give the, silence, the silent treatment. Okay? <laughs> if, honestly, I, I'm being real here. Right? Some of us with our family members, if it's your husband, if your wife, if it's your wife, you, you'll shout back or, or you'll give them the silent treatment. You won't talk to them for a while. Or sometimes when people are angry, I've noticed uh, even little kids, when they get angry, they keep things <laughs> back the door. <laughs> Keep things hard on the table, okay? We react in our anger. But when it comes to people outside, and especially when it comes to people in the church, when it comes to your leaders, sometimes you can't shout back. Sometimes you, can't, you, can't, you don't react in that way because you want to look good. You don't want to face that confrontation. But inside of you, you are still offended. And if you don't deal with it, you react towards the presence of God, towards the things of God in a different way. And today I want to really, um, yes, offense, it happens from our parents, it happens from our family, from our spouses. You get offended with them. You get offended when you deal with people outside the church. You get offended with, uh, with your bosses, with your colleagues. You get offended with your children. You get offended with a neighbor. Yes, all that is there. But I want to uh, focus on offense with leadership. I know it's a very uneasy area. 
and i know god had to god is still dealing with things in my heart in this very area um talking about the life of david david had all the right to be offended with saul how many of you think so first he went and killed goliath he saved his kingdom for him and then he said whoever the promise was whoever who kills goliath will get married to his daughter uh, that he'll give his daughter in marriage to him uh, to the person who kills goliath so david goes kills goliath and now he's waiting and the first thing saul does is he soon gives the daughter in marriage to somebody else okay uh don't you think that's something to be offended he risked his life and he went in front of a giant he killed the giant he saved the kingdom for saul and saul tricks him and he doesn't keep his promise and then after that saul thinks okay i can get back at this guy if i promise that i'm going to give my other daughter to him but i'll use it to get him to go and go and uh, to go and kill some uh, philistine philistines bring the four skin of 200 philistines or whatever that was a trap so david goes kills the philistines bring the four skin back doesn't get killed by them and saul's like oh my gosh this guy is back i thought he'll die in battle he's back so fine okay i'll give him my second daughter he didn't like it but he did it and then we know about the time that where david was ministering to saul and then he tried to hit a spear uh he tried to make david into a wall hanging right you know the story that david's playing and ministering because this guy's got a headache this guy is oppressed and then suddenly he attacks him he he uses david to fight battles for him to save the kingdom but then when david gets the praise he gets offended he gets jealous and he tries to kill him so david had to go david was uh, ordained as a young boy at the age around 16 or something like that to be king but many many years after he's still hiding in in the wilderness he's hiding everywhere he's hiding for his life to save his life from saul the person who he thought will ah okay this guy will mentor me this guy will uh, train me up to be the next king after him so i can stay in his palace he's my father in law now okay he had all the right to be offended but he chose when he got a chance to kill to kill Saul twice he said i will not touch god's anointed Saul on the other hand um he was also yes it was not god's original plan for israel but uh god blessed him and made him king and then he got offended it it says in uh, if you if you read first samuel and second samuel you see a lot about uh, especially first samuel you see a lot about saul and the wrong things that he did but one time where some uh, priest and some place in a in a certain place when they because they gave david some food he went and he got offended and he killed 85 priest their families and all the people around in that area and that's how saul operated in offense it's offense to get offended we we covered this julian covered this when he was preaching last time to get offended is normal it happens you can't 
shield yourself and say, I'm never going to be offended. I'm never going to get angry with someone. I'm never going to get hurt with someone. But what you do with your offense is very important. David had a dream to be king. His, um, his, even his father and his brothers didn't believe that he had greatness. His father didn't even bring him when Samuel came to anoint and asked, do you have any sons? Bring them. God is saying that one of your sons is going to be king. So he brings a nice looking, uh, the elder son who looks good and all that from the outside. And he brings all his children and he says, that's it. So Samuel says, that's it. Uh, I thought I heard God and God is saying somebody from your family, some, one of your sons, but isn't there anybody else? And then the father says, ah, yeah, there's this other son and he's a shepherd. So David was rejected by his father. He was rejected by his brothers. And in, it, there's, um, in, uh, let's, let's read that. Um, I think we have, we have the first Samuel chapter 16, verse 11. So David, uh, so he asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse answered. He is tending the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. He was rejected by his father. And even in Psalms, when, when David writes his, his worship, his choruses unto God, it, he talks about being rejected by his father and mother. So he had that rejection as a child. And then he was rejected by his brothers. See, when you have an assignment of God over your life, the enemy hates it. He will cause you to be offended. He will put that bait to hold you, to hinder you from achieving that greatness that God has called each and every one of you. Just say, I am created for greatness. I have a great calling. We all have something specific and important that God wants to do through our life. We all... Each and every one of us, every child, every person, every infant in this room, everyone is called for greatness, for something very, very specific. But you know what the enemy uses to break that, to hinder you from achieving that? It's offense. Why? That's why I said, that's why I started off by saying offense is a dream killer. It kills your dream. It kills the destiny of God over your life. <clears throat> So David, David didn't get, he, he, he obviously felt rejection. He obviously felt offended. He went to kill, just before he went to um, kill Goliath, it says that 1 Samuel uh, chapter 17, verse 28 to verse 29. When Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burnt with anger at him and asked, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. Now what, I, now what have I done, said David. Can't I even speak? So just before he killed Goliath, his brother offended him. His brother called, and his brother, he was, he was just asking what's going on. And sometimes you feel that, okay, I, I didn't do anything. I, I, just, I just asked. 
And this person snapped back at me. I, I didn't do anything. And this person suddenly goes on and say all this. I didn't even think these thoughts. But this person is, they've already made up their mind. They've already thought that I have done this, that, and everything. They've already acted in it. They've already gone and, gone and told somebody about it. And I'm like trying to figure out sometimes, what on earth? I didn't have even a thought like that. And David says, what, I, what have I done now? Like sometimes Leandra is silent and she's, she's in a room or whatever. And if I'm busy or if I'm in the kitchen or something like that, suddenly I'm wondering, oh my gosh, what's Leandra up to? She's too silent. <laughs> so I shout, Leandra, what are you doing? And then she says, what, mama? I'm just doing, I'm reading a book. I'm just doing something. And she's like, why, why are you shouting? Okay. <laughs> And sometimes with our leaders, with people around us, you don't have to do something wrong. Sometimes we get very offended because when things, unfair things happen to us. Yes, uh, I, I always used to say this, and now I've changed that way of thinking. Uh, I had to work on that way of thinking. I say, uh, if I did something wrong and somebody corrected me or scolded me for it, I'm okay with it. But if I don't do anything wrong and they <laughs> accuse me, that's something I can't get over. And I used, I used to always believe that and I used to react with that. But then I had to realize God had to work in my heart that, yes, sometimes you may not even realize. You may not even be at fault. But it is not your right to be offended. We think I have a right to be offended especially with our leaders, because our expectation is so much higher with our m m working with people outside, fine, we expect it. We expect them to be like this. We expect to have cutthroats in the workplace. We expect people to betray our trust. But when we come into the church, obviously, there's an expectation on your leaders, there's an expectation on one another. They're going to keep my secrets. They're going to do this. They're going to lead me to my destiny. God has put this person over me and this person is going to do this. And then suddenly, by whether they know it or not, with whatever thing they do, if we get hurt, if we get offended, that's a very, very hard thing for us to swallow. We're like, what did I do? I didn't do anything. What's wrong with this person? Why are they? And it's very easy to get offended. And sometimes, or all the time, when we get offended, the devil is, he doesn't only put the bait. Do you think he only puts the bait? No, he reels you in. You get caught to the bait. He's not going to let you just eat the bait and stay there. He reels you in. And he will add. He'll add things. If you don't deal with it and talk it out, he will keep adding things. And then... You go and you stand and, okay, you go and tell somebody about it. And that person shares their offense. And when they were offended, so there's more added to this. Okay? And then you go and talk to somebody else or you tell your family or you talk about, I'm being very real. Sometimes when we get hurt with our leaders or with somebody, the conversations that you have at home about your leaders, about people in the church, And we've had to deal with that in our house. I'm being very honest here. We've had to deal with that. We've learned through the years, we've learned that, okay, I, we are not going to 
we are not going to backbite. We are not going to talk uh, bad and speak curse words over our leaders. Just because we are offended, we are going to deal with it. We are not going to go and, go and talk to somebody else. You know what this one did? You know what this pastor did? I can't believe he said this. I can't believe he did this. I expected him to be so much, him or her, to be so much more better. I expected them to treat me so much better. So you go and tell somebody else, and then that seed of offense that you have, you're spreading it. You're spreading it. And then, then suddenly, if they have been offended and they haven't dealt with it, you can imagine what's an <laughs> explosion of offense. And there's offense in the church that we need to deal with. Um, actually, towards the beginning of the year, uh, before all this corona and all these things happened, uh, I had a dream about uh, a, a woman coming and giving some food down the lane here, uh, giving some food to our church people and staff and everybody. And uh, in that dream, the pastors and the leaders were having a meeting or a conference or something. And they were all, they were all in, we were in the church in, in this uh, in this very room, uh, while the people were outside, they had finished some program or something like that, and everybody was outside. And suddenly I go out, uh, and I see there's this food distributed to the people, and I'm asking, who gave all this? And then I saw, uh, like I heard some people saying, no, it was this lady. We don't know who she is. We don't know from where she came. She gave some food. And so I'm like, why, why is everyone eating something that you don't know? You don't know who brought it. You don't know who gave it. Why, why is everybody eating this? And then uh, I also saw some very specifically some people who were eating that. And they're not in the church anymore. They're not in this church anymore. Um, I, I saw this. Um, in, in this dream, I saw um, she had, for the, for the people who were not there, the pastors, the leaders, or whoever who was not there, she had uh, added things what they usually like to eat into their packs so that they'll somehow eat it together with the food that she gave. And I was asking God, what on earth, what, what does this dream mean? And I shared it with the leaders. We were praying about it for a while. Uh, and you know what? Long before we did this series, God was talking about offense. Offense in the church. And it didn't take long. Uh, the people who I, who I really specifically saw and I got really upset that they were eating that food, those people are not here anymore because of offense. So the bait of Satan is not to be taken lightly. It's not to be, it's not just, ah, yes, I have offense, but okay, the devil can't take me out. I'm macho. I'm, again, I'm, I'm beyond this. No, we have to deal with it. We have to deal with it. Sometimes we think, yes, I got hurt, but I'm okay. I don't care. I'm not going to deal with it. I'm not going to talk it out. I'm not going to deal with it. Let it just be there. Yeah, it happened fine. But you know what? When it matters, you react. You don't realize. I've been there. You react towards the presence of God. If you're angry with your leader, sometimes you may not feel like coming to church. 
you may not you may not be able to worship you may not be able to serve god in any area that god has called you to serve in the ministry because you think you are punishing the leader like we give silent treatment at home to our family members we think we are punishing them when i am upset with julian and i don't talk to him and he tries to talk to me I think this is my way of punishing him. <laughs> and sometimes it happens that and like I think okay I'm punishing him by not talking to him. Or he's coming and asking something and I'm not answering. So he's like sorry sorry I'm sorry where is this? Uh, where did you keep this? So what's happening and I'm like I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But you know Sometimes we give silent treatment to God and to our leaders when we are offended. We try to be absent. Sometimes we are here in person, but we are absent in the spirit. We are absent towards the things of God. I don't want I got hurt once, so I'm not going to be involved with this thing ever again. I've been there. That's why I'm I'm talking out of experience. I've got hurt by this person so now next time that person tells me can you be involved with this thing or can you help out like no way no way am I coming anywhere near that I got hurt once so we think yes we are beyond it but are we actually beyond it are we actually beyond it no we are not we think we are but then when it matters you react towards the presence of god you react towards the things of god and that is how the devil uses offense to kill your dream that is how he uses offense to stop you from entering into the presence of god to worship freely you may sing the songs you may dance you may raise your hand you may do all that sometimes even that's difficult because we are so offended when when problems happen we are so offended the pastor didn't visit me and pray for me but they visited somebody else i don't know about you as a human we feel these things yes they're speaking to someone else a lot and giving a lot of time to somebody else but am i not important too i i come early i usher i do this i do that i serve i'm in the worship team i i sweep i mop i do this and that and everything but the pastor is ignoring me but somebody else don't do anything and this pastor is spending time with this person you get offended i'm just been very practical here you get offended and then you think okay it's because i'm doing too much they're taking me for granted so i'm not going to do it i'm going to put a part next time they ask me i'm going to say i'm busy Okay I'm going to make him or her feel it that they hurt me that they need to change their way of behaving So I just see our leaders are chosen by God to lead us yes 100% But do you know that when you come to the maturity of knowing that is not your parents your leaders or anybody who is taking you towards that destiny It is God who is taking you towards that destiny. You'll be able to overcome the offense. 
you will be able to, because that expectation, sometimes we put this unrealistic expectation on people. Yes, they are there to lead. Yes, they hear God for us. All that is there, that is, that is there. There is a submission. There is a, um, there is, there should be that expectation. I'm not saying no to that. But when you understand that our leaders' actions and what they do in their life does not determine where you are going. It does not determine your future, your destiny, your calling. The way Saul behaved didn't work out the way David expected him, expected to, him to behave. He thought, I killed Goliath. I was, they prophesied over me that I'm going to be king. Now this is my chance. I'm getting married to his daughter. I'm his son-in-law. Okay, fine. I'm, I'm second in line to be king. So it's going to be easy. I just need to stay in the palace, learn everything he does, be mentored by him. And that's how God is going to do this. Saul reacted differently. Did God change his mind about David? Did God change just because Saul reacted differently towards David? Did it change or stop him from entering what God has for him? No, it didn't. But you know what? Your leader or their actions or what they do towards you may not determine where you are going. But how you react to that, how each of us react towards offense, that determines where you are going. That affects where you are going. Our leaders are chosen by God to guide us, but their actions don't determine our destiny. How we respond to them, to hurtful situations, that will determine our destiny. Let's just read 1 Samuel chapter 24, verse 11 to verse 12. 1 Samuel chapter 24. Yes, it's here. See, my father, look at this piece of your robe in my hand. I cut off the corner of your robe but did not kill you. See that there is nothing in me, in my hand, to indicate that I am guilty of wrongdoing or rebellion. I have not wronged you, but you are hunting me down to take my life. So David is pleading to Saul and saying, I had a chance to kill you, I didn't kill you. Somebody may have lied about me to you and you may have got this wrong idea about me. And you're pursuing to kill me, but no, I'm not wanting to kill you. My he calls him his father, he says, my father, I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to do anything. He's pleading with Saul. And he says, I had a chance to do it, but I didn't do it. David reacted in a different attitude, in a different way. When we are angry, we are quick to retaliate. We are quick to go fight back, to say something back. We are quick in our words. Somebody says something hurtful. I, I don't know. For me... I'm very, f that's my weakness. I, I react very fast. It's over in a while. After I put it out there, it's over. But I'm very fast to react in my anger. Especially when you think that it's unfair that whatever happened to you, this is unfair. You're very fast to react. But David did not react in that way. He did not react in his offense and his hurt. 
He said, I will not touch God's anointed. God delivered him. God delivered Saul into his hand twice. He said, no, I'm not going to touch him. I'm not going to kill him. Saul got bitter. He took offense and it killed his destiny. Even to, up to now, when we talk about Saul, nobody likes to be called a Saul, right? Is he, a, is he somebody that you want to use as a role model? No. But David, one of the greatest kings that Israel or the world has ever known. One of the greatest kings. Why? Because David overcame offense. He became the most powerful king of Israel. He was offended as a child. He was offended as a young person. He was offended as an adult. He was offended from his mentor, Saul. He was offended. But how did he deal with the offense? How did David deal with the offense? Any ideas? No one? Thank you, Diani. Full of the spirit. <laughs> Yes, David cried out to God. He did not go and uh, talk about it to other people. He did not go home and talk with... Nowhere in the Bible does it say that he spoke to his wife about it or kept on backbiting at home. He didn't, he didn't go and get another king or somebody or Saul, even with Jonathan. Even with Jonathan, Saul's own son. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that David spoke bad of Saul to, he, to his closest friend. Jonathan was his best friend. And even to his best friend, he, didn't, he never said, what's wrong with your father? What's he doing? Why is he doing this to me? And blah, blah, blah. No. Why? The hurt, the pain, he brought it to the presence of God. He dealt with it in the presence of God. He was humble enough to say the verse that Tiani shared before. Search my heart, O oh God. Search my heart. See if there's anything that is not right. See if there's any wickedness in my heart. And today, from the very beginning of this service, the Lord has been pouring out this same message, resounding the same thing. Come deeper into my presence. That is the only way that we can overcome offense. That is the only way, the wounds that are in our heart, that we can receive healing, where we can receive deliverance for those things that each and every one of us have experienced. Some of you may be in this room, you've been offended by your father, by your mother. I had to deal with a lot of offense towards my father. I still am dealing with that. Suddenly I think, so many altar calls, so many counseling sessions. Okay, I'm, I'm beyond that. Yes, that's fine. And suddenly something happens. The way you react, you can tell you're offended. Recently a situation happened. My father is long gone. Um, a situation happened with, with the house and all that. And suddenly the word that, uh, what I said... I, I made a joke, but I realized, man, I am so offended. 
I'm still so offended. Yes, I've forgiven him. Yes, I've prayed a lot of prayers. But I still had to deal with it. I still, because forgiveness is not a one-time thing. That's why Jesus said, when the disciples said, how, how many times should we forgive? He said, 70, uh, 70 times 7. He said, keep on forgiving. That is why Jesus said that. David had to go. If you read the book of Psalms, book of Psalms, you will see every time he was hurt, every time he felt of offended, he was obviously, if he fought with Saul, with his, with, with his people, if he fought with Saul, he would have obviously won. He didn't want to do it. He was a victorious warrior. They say that he was undefeated. Every battle he, he fought, he won. So he knew. He killed a giant. He killed Goliath. He knew Saul is not a very difficult target for him. But he didn't want to touch God's anointed. And I want you today to search your hearts. See, God, you have blessed these people in my life. You have blessed these anointed men and women, whether good or bad. You have put them into my life. And thankfully, I don't know about what you think, but thankfully for me, I can definitely say that in this church, our leaders, Apostle Woody, Pastor Melanie, Pastor Mitch and Kayla, <clears throat> all the other pastors, I really look up to each and every one of them. I can't think of, I can't think of areas where I can see definite like um, immorality or, or cheating with finances or anything. I, 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 I've lived with them, I've worked along with them. And I know for sure the transparency of the leadership in this house. And yes, they are human. Yes, they are human. Yes, they have, may have hurt you. God is working on them. And God is working on you. There are areas that sometimes they may not have even realized. But your expectation on them is so much. Sometimes we expect them to take us to our destiny. They are leading us, yes. But God, seek God. Seek the presence of God for yourself. Seek the presence of God. Be humble before the presence of God. Let's read First um, Chronicles chapter 17, verse 16. It's not in the note. Uh, it's not in the note, that's fine. First Chronicles verse 17. Chapter 17, verse 16. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord, and he said, Who am I, O Lord God? And what is my house that you have brought me this far? He was humble before God. His humility and seeking the presence of God. Two keys, two things, only just these things that he had that he was able to overcome offense, not get caught to the bait, but swim past that. Sometimes we don't realize. There was, um, we, we have a small fish tank and uh, some of the fish uh, put eggs and then one day suddenly they have, when we got up Sunday morning, there were tiny, tiny uh, babies, fish in the tank and we had to save them from the big ones, eating them up. And then we put them in another bowl. 
and we put some um, my mother bought some um, see some plants water plants for them so that they can hide and eat and all that and uh, two weeks back julian changed the water like every once in two weeks he washes the tank he changes the water did all that and then now the the trees are covering so every time when i'm like i'm say julian they're not growing now it's been months they're not growing they're tiny and julia said no no they take time they take time so i'm like okay fine i can't wait till they are like begin after see the colors because now right now they're tiny they're gray so i'm like i can't wait to see till they become like the big sarika phase where they have their nice colors and all that and um we took the we took it to wash and change the water yesterday and leandra is shouting mama there's turtles in the tank i'm like turtles in the tank what turtles so we we raised those plants and because we have to keep them in in the dark like we can't keep them in the bright light so we took them out we took them to the light we removed the plants and then what we saw was a tiny kinds of like snails in the water it's a it's a kind of a tiny uh, snails that stay in water and uh, there were so many of them that we didn't see in the dark that we didn't see through those tri- leaves that were floating around and they had killed some of the fish so from seven we had only what three four three were eaten up um and sometimes our hearts god said sometimes our hearts are like this there's no way that anything from the outside can come and get into it because it's in the house it's on top of a it's on top of a rack it's on top of a shelf how i was like how did those snails get in there from where did they come they obviously came from the plant when we bought it from the aquarium but sometimes our hearts are like that we don't see the offense we try to cover it up but once you bring it to the light once you take off that cover and you say god search my heart god will show you god will show you the things that are very tiny tiny kinds of snails i don't know what those snails were tiny very tiny but they destroyed the fish and if we kept them longer they would have eaten even the four that was there So now we know now we are like okay we have to constantly keep checking this not wait for two weeks to wash this we have to keep checking it but we like that we have to constantly keep checking our hearts constantly checking our hearts daily say god search my heart search my heart take the bitterness take the offense offense away and that only happens by you coming into the presence of god not just in the church yes it's important come to church worship with all your heart seek go deeper don't stay in the outer court don't stay in the outer court if you want to receive something tangible if you want to see the tangible presence of god operating in your life come in come in deeper open your heart humble yourself before god david said i am nobody that you have brought me thus far even after he became king even after he won all those battles and brought Israel together he still says who am i who what background did i have that you have brought me thus far that is the attitude that god is searching that is the attitude that we all should have 
And today, we're going to pray. Um, I want you to search your heart. Preparing for this, even I, the Lord was talking to me about certain things in my heart. And I just want to encourage you to let God reveal, let God go deeper, let God truly search your heart. And I want to encourage you, if you feel that you have offense that you need to deal with, you have deep hurts. I'm not just talking about this leadership here. You've come from different backgrounds. And if you have unforgiveness, if you have offense in your heart towards anyone in leadership, even in the past, it's not worth it. Let it go. Like Tiani said, surrender. Surrender and say, God, search me. That was a very profound word that Tiani brought. Surrender and search.